So hi everyone and welcome back to yet another podcast. On today's episode we will be discussing the women's march. Um why the march and what it means to women. And in the discussion um we do have Annalisa today. Sing it with me sister. Sing it with me brother. Sing it with me father. Sing it with me brother. Um, welcome Annalisa, because I'll let you introduce yourself. Um, my name is Ziada Bey, podcasting all the way from Dar es Salaam. And of course, we will also have Marianne. Yeah, Marianne here, and I'm in London, and Annalisa is okay. In London, just down the road from me, um, and Annalisa, maybe you can say, well, you could, you could maybe just tell us something about you, and then we'll, we'll get into the conversation about the march and what it was all about. And... Sure. So I'm Annalisa, and I am a writer and a mother and I live in London. I guess I'll just get right into the question. Now for for people or some women who haven't grasped, you know, the 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 women's march, what is the women's march and why um did the two of you take part? Uh, well, my understanding was it yeah. was a solidarity. The one in London was a expression of solidarity for the uh, main march that was in Washington DC. Yeah, absolutely. And um I think the march in DC was was basically to say we're not we're we're not all that pleased with the inauguration of of Donald Trump as president and all and kind of all that he stands for. I think they did have like a list of their kind of things that they did stand for, but I would say that it's quite a broad, you know, it's kind of a broad collective of you know women and um within that lots of groups and 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 organizations certainly in London who are pretty dismayed by his election i guess that sounds mm. yeah that, that that's that's the gist of it i think does that sound well, okay and from the news outlets you could see actually there were more people more women out there rather than the inauguration itself so <laughs> definitely it stood for something and i know um uh, president trump made a few comments <laughs> earlier this week with the tweeting and 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 so on but you took Part, um I'll start with you Marianne why did you Why? Part in the, in yeah so I I think that you know I I've said on the show before that I that I'm I'm pretty well very unhappy about this the, the, the him being the supposedly most powerful man in the world and, and and about all that he represents really and and for me that's it's not just about women's issues but they're a big component of it but there's lots of issues about race and migration about um just a kind of um approach really to all kinds of issues i mean i could kind of go on for a half an hour about all the things that i dislike about him and the, you know his whole everything he stands for really so for me um it it was kind of an action that i could take you know and you know i i had some friends who were going along so you know there was a, there was that as well that kind of probably spurred me on a bit and then i guess also um feeling like what else is you know nothing nothing not feeling very clear about what else i can do about that very big issue which is 
in another country anyway in you know in in some way right now so just feeling like okay here's something that i can do to sort of as Annalisa said express solidarity and maybe i found it also a little bit cathartic like to feel a bit better you know <laughs> like to express a bit of rage um yeah that's what i would say i don't know Annalisa, tell us why you yeah same reasons it was my public expression of outrage and disgust yeah um, and uh and also i felt i took my seven-year-old daughter and i mm. felt it was really important because i felt that i was taking part in something that was part of history and yes. i wanted her to be part of history and i wanted her to look back and say my mother took me on this march because these are the values that my family stand for mm-hmm. um, and yes it was it, it there was definitely an element of um of, it was a way of counterbalancing that feeling of powerlessness yeah. that we probably all feel whenever we turn on any news program these days. Yeah. So, so they, it was a way of making, making ourselves feel better and expressing our values publicly. And did it work for you? <laughs> Do you know, it really did. <laughs> and I thought the vibe, surprisingly, the vibe of the day for me was a celebratory vibe. Yeah. There was this celebration atmosphere. It wasn't an angry atmosphere. It was a it was a celebration of everything we stand for and of our unity, I felt. So it made me feel so good. We were all like dancing home. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, there was a really good atmosphere on the, in London anyway. I heard there was a good atmosphere in DC too. I don't know about other places in the US. I think some places it might have been a bit more muted and stuff. But yeah, there was a really good atmosphere in London. It was kind of a bit like a street party. Yeah, and one of the things that surprised me was how much this sort of um, element of comedy, how important that is to, I I wonder whether it was, I I think it probably is the same in America. It's probably not fair to say it's a particularly British thing. But uh, all the placards uh, were funny. Yeah, a lot of them were anyway. (laughs) So many of the ones I saw were, you know, were amusing and were jokes and plays on words. And I think people you know, really thought, really thought about what they wanted to say on their sign posts. And it was usually something that made you laugh rather yeah. than, you know, something that's just plain angry. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Uh, so I do have a, a two tweets um, that oh, you put out, you oh, know. God. So I want to hear your thoughts on them. So <laughs> one said, uh, one tweet said, watched protests yesterday, but was under the impression that, well, we just had an election why didn't these people vote celebs hardcore badly? And then the second tweet said, peaceful protests are a hallmark of our democracy. Even if I don't always agree, I recognize the rights of people to express their views. What are your thoughts? The second one wasn't written by him. It was written by... <laughs> somebody, somebody grabbed his phone. <laughs> yeah, totally. Absolutely. And the first one is just, well, why didn't these people vote? I mean, it's interesting, though, because more people did vote for Hillary, right? It's just not in the right places. But anyway, that's kind of playing his game, I guess, of throwing... Throwing. Yeah, I, 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 I believe so. Just throwing uh, people off the course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Look, you know, 
he, you know, he's a man for whom size matters. And, you know, yeah, this yeah, whole yeah. chucking your toys out the pram because the media pointed out that more people showed up for Obama's inauguration. It's, it's just, it, it, I was, I mean, I had very low expectations to start with, but I'm, I'm surprised that he's fixating on, uh, you know, the matter of numbers of people showing up to events when he has, you know, slightly higher priorities, I would hope right now that's actually quite scary and i think that you know that apart from all his obnoxious views and all the things that i could rail about hating about him i think i do also feel that he's a really unsteady pair of hands and that's really good evidence of that because if you've got a job like that that really matters to be fixating about something like that is such kind of toddler behavior and it's pretty disturbing, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he doesn't seem to be very good at taking criticism. No. <laughs> That's it <pretty> mildly. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he does always run. To, uh, he always has something to say, you know, to say back. He won't just bite his tongue. So, um, for, for example, in Tanzania, um, I didn't see anyone demonstrate or say anything about, about the march. So... Um, it got me something right there was supposed to but obviously it was a small thing i don't know yeah so i I was a bit baffled whether it's just the fact that women do not understand or the people here do not understand it or they just felt like you know what we don't really want to partake in it raised an eyebrow at least on my side so i guess the question will be then will will this um, bring change and would anything you know be different for, mm. for the bet or you know be different well uh, i mean a hundred thousand people came to the one in london um and they were expecting twenty thousand. yeah so that's something to be positive about um the voice was heard we were on the news uh yes. whether you know whether that makes any difference to to trump himself i really can't say um, but I think it affected an awful lot of, you know, the people I know here. It, it was a big deal in London. It was a really big deal in London. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think you know, we were heard. We were heard amongst ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I guess this is where I, yeah, I, I, I kind of have questions myself. So it made an impact on our city on Saturday, definitely. And like Annalise says, it was on the news. And actually here, I think, you know, there wasn't much, there were, I don't think there was much sense of anyone really objecting to it. So it was, you know, overwhelmingly quite a positive thing. But I have my questions myself about like, okay, now what, you know? And how do you actually organise for the kind of change that many of the people that marched believe in in a in a sort of consistent way because it's like one thing to get a hundred thousand people on the streets against something but to, to to kind of figure out what people are for and how to make it happen I think that's where for me I start kind of noticing that although yes on the surface it's about Trump and the inauguration and solidarity with the women marching in DC it's also about issues that are closer to home um, and the kind of politics that has become more common here as well, which is, you know, it's, it's not as blazing as Trump, 
but we do have a politics here now that's quite um negative about not so maybe not as much about women but but it can be and and it is definitely negative about you know migration and um could definitely be described as racist and and kind of nationalistic in a quite scary way so like how do you sort of harness that energy and 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 to some extent i don't know the answer but i i do know that it probably takes more than you know a march on a day so i kind of have my questions about that the other which is maybe not an answer <laughs> but just yeah. <laughs> no i mean uh, uh questions and answer is valid because after <laughs> that and the question is now what now you know how yeah. do we move forward from this um is it going to be a continuation of as you know other women come out and speak about it more yeah. or is it doing it just once so our voices have been heard but the you know there's no change it's still the same thing you know your mm. president still feel the same way perhaps yeah, yeah. you know it's not going to change anything so i i guess it leaves more questions than mm. yeah I mean, I did, those I did, answers i did wonder on the march because you know i i it, the march was you know and the, the people who organized it did give their reasons and there are lots of reasons and in many ways it was a fairly vague march it was just yes. a, we don't really believe in trump Yes. Um, we believe in equality, we believe in equality for gender equality, racial equality, white equality for minorities, and we believe in the health of our, and the future health of our planet, yeah. I think was what they said, and we all believe in all those things. Um, but when I was thinking really hard about what I was marching for, um, and I was trying to explain it to my daughter, and, you know, my main thing to make it understandable for a seven-year-old who doesn't understand about reproductive rights and sex and things yeah. like that, I sort of said, well, he's a bully and he's a bully to women. Yeah. And women, you know, smart women won't be bullied. And that's why we're here. And that's why you're here, because I want you to understand that it's never okay to bully anyone. Mm. And it's never okay to bully someone because they're a woman. And and I was thinking about it because a lot of the banners were about our reproductive rights. And mm. he had there 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 is this ghost of you know could he dare to challenge you know women's reproductive rights? Yeah. And you know he could theoretically do that. And I did think, my gosh, if he does do that, this kind of march is not going to be a peaceful one. Yeah. I mean, it's going and really angry and really violent yes. um you know it's it's going to be a very different thing if he does actually start to try and reduce women's rights you know in, in a meaningful way at the moment he's just disrespectful to women and we don't like it yes but he actually tries to reduce our rights there's there's going to be I, i mean i was talking to my husband about it and it's going to be civil war yeah there's potential particularly in the us i think there's potential for some chaos definitely and i think it's interesting annalisa what did you think about um the the news that that theresa may was like seeking an early meeting with him and you know that came out like the same day or something yeah i mean what can she i mean i i don't have a lot of sympathy for her i have some sympathy for her position yeah because you know she she she's in a really difficult position yeah uh so i don't know it's a tricky one you'd hope that she'd march in and say oi (laughs) your behavior is unacceptable but it's not gonna happen (laughs) 
no it's not yeah. gonna happen I, it, it for me it was sort of like tinged with irony that the news was reporting the same day I think it was I can't remember the same day it was the same day and yeah. they asked her outright and they said you know what do you think about his behavior towards women and she said look he's apologized for it and it is unacceptable but he's apologized and now we have to move forward and that was her sort of official answer so <laughs> Yeah, I guess, yeah, no, and you're right, you've got to have sympathy with her position, but it was a slightly, um, it was a slightly ironic kind of, you know, bulletin that had that, you know, those two things. Totally, and interestingly, I thought politically it was interesting because at the rally there was a speech given by Sandy Toxfeg representing the Women's Equality Party, Mm. and then there was a speech by Yvette Cooper, who's a Labour politician, and it was interesting, I, I, I just was thinking you know if you think about you know where we go forward politically for women and women's rights and 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 the emergence of the women's equality party i think is quite interesting yeah uh, and you know what would what would happen in our political environment if women you know if women really felt their rights were you know uh, under threat um i mean the thing is this is all happening in america so uh, you know so it's hard to know what we what we could do yeah uh, yeah that's true about the specifics of of what's happened we we kind of don't have a it's interesting though I guess we I guess there is that sense that somehow when things happen in America they kind of trickle down on most of the world in a way so whether we whether that will really happen or not I guess remains to be Mm. seen and but that's a very good uh, question Lisa like well what else can we do um the ones that you know we are not in America but then it feels like you're fighting the same cause. Yeah, it does feel like, you know, if, if, if he were to do anything that would threaten women's rights, it, I would take it very personally, even though I'm not American. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's like the idea that that's possible just seems... It seems so horrifying, doesn't it? Front. Like we've entered yeah. this alternative universe that we never thought, that we're all in a George Orwell novel. Yeah, did you? I don't know if you saw in the in the one of the Guardian supplements on Sunday. They actually had an article that was upside down, and it was yeah. like, <laughs> the, now the world's turned on its head. Turn over to read. <laughs> turn upside down to read. <laughs> well, it was just the thing that I heard this morning of his press secretary talking about alternative facts. Really. Yeah, yeah. So he was disputing the numbers at his inauguration, saying that he had the highest numbers of any inauguration. Really? And it was just an outright lie. And one of the journalists said, well, that's not facts. And the press secretary said, well, we have alternative facts. What does that even mean? It felt like, it was just like, what? And I mean, I mean, that is scary stuff. And there's plenty of places in the world where that's, normal right mm. yeah. but we've always held on to the fact that 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 the u.s wasn't one of them i guess i guess then you know just to um uh, to conclude our, our discussion what more can we do as women i i just felt because because we do feel powerless but i felt pleased about educating my daughter yes. and i felt really pleased about how many children were at the mark because yeah. i just saw so 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 many children and the little tiny babies as well and pretty much everyone I saw had a kid with them there so, were you know, that's, a lot of that's, kids there that's the next generation um, and that's, that's hopeful 
Uh, and then also just people who weren't marching. I just a little anecdote, which was that after the march, I took my daughter to have a coffee and we were holding our banners. Um, and um, the, uh, the, the barista at the coffee shop um, was a young, bearded Asian guy. And he said, what, what are you marching? And I said, oh, it was the Trump march. And he looked a bit concerned and he said, are you for Trump or anti-Trump? <laughs> and I said, it was a women's march against Trump. And he just, he looked so relieved. And he gave, he gave my daughter for free a big plate of marshmallows. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. so I thought that was really beautiful because he was sort of saying thank you. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for marching. And Marianne, what, what do you think? What else should be done? Because if you look at it, to be quite honest with you, if you, if you tell, for instance, women here, um, uh, taking it down to Tanzania, for yes. instance, you know, let's, let's go ahead and, and do this. And they'll look at you probably, you know, like we have our own problems. And I think, <laughs> you know, so why, why do we want to do this again? <laughs> yeah, and I think in some way that's right. And I think in some way, we have to organize around the problems that are closer to home as well as be in solidarity with the problems that are further away. And I think that what he sort of stands for and represents is present in a lot of our political realities in different ways um, and different to a different extent. But, you know, we have yeah. to organize against the kind of politics really that re that reduces people to kind of them and us, which is one of his things, you know, we're going to make America great again and it's just going to be America first. And, 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 and lots of people don't fit into his America and, and that's, you know, in my mind, that's not okay. And that's also not okay if it's a politics in the UK that has that kind of tinge on it and that wouldn't be okay for me anywhere else in the world. So, there's something in me that says, you know, we have to have louder, clearer voices about what these things that sound a bit woolly, but that the march was about, you know, like diversity and equality and, mm, you know, mm, a, a healthy planet and all that. What, what, what does that mean and how do we organise for that? Because what you can be sure of is that people like Trump are going to keep on organising against us, you know? So, absolutely, absolutely. And they make it so simple, yeah. you know? And, and well, they're going to harness harness people's ignorance. So yeah. it's about educating people against the, the the way that the media and these politicians can harness ignorance. Absolutely, and I think the you know takeaway here is like together we actually stand as women. We put up you know our foot down and say no enough is enough yeah um you know we can make a lot of changes it's just uh, we never really have the courage to just stick together you know and fight for the same cause and maybe this is yeah. good evidence that 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 is possible you know yes <laughs> all right this was this was really revealing thank you very much ladies <laughs> you know i at least you got to, to do the marching i was marching from my Kelly, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I think you would have loved and, it. And, I think you would have loved and, it. And, and, and yeah. Peter marching as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would have loved it. Actually, it's true. It's true. It's a shame you weren't here. <laughs> no, absolutely, it looked. Uh, it looked absolutely powerful. You know, mm. it said a lot. And uh, thank you very much, Annalisa, for coming in today. Yeah, <laughs> lovely to talk to you. Thanks, Annalisa, and um, yeah. talk to you next week, Viada. 
Yes, absolutely. And our theme tune over and over was written and performed by Eleanor Brown, who you can find at eleanorbrownmusic.com. <laughs>